Building death traps for adventurers since the very first edition of D&D, his name brings memories of unfair deaths and some of the most cruel and iconic moments of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, today we're going to be talking about a Rack. Before we get into that, be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new videos like this every week. And if you have a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss here on the show, please be sure to leave it down in the comments below. But now on to a Rack. Before we get into all the complexities of what a Rack really is, you've got to know what liches and demi-liches are. Liches are basically necromancers who've decided against the whole dying thing. Rather than pass on to their probably hellish afterlife, necromancers can perform a heinously evil ritual that binds their soul to a special artifact called a phylactery. With this evil arrangement, a lich can essentially live forever with all their intelligence and power intact, albeit as a decrepit, undead husk. And as long as the phylactery remains intact, they can always reform a new body. Demi-liches get a bit more confusing, though. In the earlier editions of D&D, a demi-lich was basically a lich on steroids. Demi-liches transcend even that deathless state by splitting their soul between several soul gems. Kind of like Voldemort, I guess you could say. And then they implant that into their body, usually replacing their eyes and teeth with them. However, 5e took that version of the demi-lich and retconned it quite a bit. In 5th edition, demi-liches are a sort of degraded lich. Originally, liches were just genuinely immortal, and now they've got a key weakness, in that they've got to keep feeding fresh souls to their phylactery, or else they start losing memories and essential skills. Eventually, their bodies will disintegrate as they forget how to feed souls into their phylactery at all. Asirarak was a demi-lich back when demi-liches were still mega-liches. Now that they're a downgrade, 5th edition sees the return of simply lich Asirarak. But not only is he a lich, he's the lich. Thousands and thousands of years old with his fingers and all sorts of evil plots throughout the multiverse, Asirarak is a villain of historical scale. When he's not making deals with evil deities or destroying civilizations, Asirarak's favorite pastime has always been luring adventurers to their doom, particularly in his Tomb of Horrors. In fact, I would say we can't really talk about Asirarak without talking about the Tomb of Horrors. It's been with us since the first edition and is still possibly the most lethal thing you can send a group of adventurers through. Asirarak wants souls, and what better way to get them than have them come to you? In a nutshell, the Tomb of Horrors is an adventurer trap, a shining challenge filled with treasure and glory for the true heroes willing to brave its depths. The tomb is designed like a meat grinder, though, and while technically a few bedraggled survivors make it out with treasures, the cost of a few trinkets pales in comparison to the countless souls now trapped for Asirarak's nefarious ends. Asirarak planned on using these thousands of mortal souls to empower a ritual that would let him merge his consciousness with the entire plane of negative energy. I know what you're thinking, and yes, it is a tad hazy what this would actually do, but it all sounds pretty bad. And we can assume this would turn him into some form of evil energy god. His need for souls shifts quite a bit in 5e when we get to the spiritual successor of the Tomb of Horrors, the Tomb of Annihilation. Tomb of Annihilation is easily one of the most iconic things in all of D&D. It's technically called the Tomb of the Nine Gods, but Tomb of Annihilation is on the book's cover, so... whatever. This version of Asirarak's Death Trap is way more survivable, but it is still a play on the same concept. Asirarak set up this nightmare as a lore and trapped the nine trickster spirits that had previously ruled the area before Asirarak took over. His motivation this time around is a bit different, though. Now in 5th edition, he needs that constant supply of souls to keep himself from degrading into a demi-lich. 
He also has a pet project that requires a ton of souls. Asirak found an Atropole, which is like an undead failed god, and looks like a disgusting zombie baby fetus. Asirak built an artifact called the Soulmonger that would feed mortal souls to his god baby and trap the souls of all those brought back through resurrection magic, a plague now known as the Death Curse. Again, the end results are a tad murky, but it seems like Asirak was planning on creating some kind of death god that he would control, essentially becoming the master of death at a celestial level. And again, I'm speculating, but I assume that's what he was going for. We've talked so much about the things surrounding Asirak, but now it's about time that we get into Asirak himself. He's an absolute monster. He plays like a normal lich, as normal as that is, but with far more hit points, a higher AC, and the unbelievable ability to cast up to third level spells as a legendary action, meaning he'll be dishing out up to four massive spells each turn. And let's not mince words. Asirak is intelligent, so he won't be just blindly firing off spells. He has destroyed countless adventurers, he knows all of the tricks, and he uses his spells and diabolical combinations to render his enemies into potentially useful corpses. Asirak is the final encounter of the Tomb of Annihilation adventure path, and chances are you're going to be piloting him in that context. Asirak earns that challenge rating of 23, and at first it may seem insane to throw him at a party who just beat a gauntlet of other horrors while they're only at like 10th level or something, but the adventure cheats a bit, and the PCs are expected to harbor the trickster spirits acquired earlier in the tomb, with these guys pumping out 50 temporary hit points each turn. Asirak is going to have serious trouble even putting a dent in the PCs. So this combat gets kind of tricky, as it's one-sided in favor of the PCs if they do everything right, and each of them has a spirit. But it's one-sided in favor of Asirak if they didn't. That said, in that particular encounter, the hard-fought victory is really meant to be the Atropole, and because of the spirits, actually fighting a Asirak is presented as something of a victory lap, as the ancient spirits sort of use the PCs to enact revenge on their hated enemy. If you want this fight to be more of an actual challenge, simply add Fireball and Fly to his spell list, which were notable omissions and drastically increase the damage he can lay down each round. Without them, third-level castings of Ray of Sickness are probably the best use of his legendary actions at range, or the always terrifying Paralyzing Touch if in melee range. For those of you fighting Asirak, if you harbor the spirits, you actually shouldn't have any trouble defeating the Ancient Lich. Simply fall back on your constant stream of free temporary hit points and hit the Lich until he dies. If you don't harbor the spirits, you're in a lot of trouble. His damage output isn't insane, but he'll quickly start disabling characters by frightening them, paralyzing them, or by simply counterspelling everything the casters try. But by far the biggest threat will be his Invoke Curse ability that shuts down healing and inflicts vulnerability to necrotic damage, which he has in spades. If PCs remain cursed for more than a round or so, they'll start dropping like flies. Make absolutely sure you have castings, or more preferably, potions because potions can't be counterspelled, of greater restoration or remove curse. Asirak is one of the most iconic archetypal villains in Dungeons and & Dragons, and I was really excited to talk about him today because I know for a lot of first-time adventurers, this will be kind of the villain that you're building up to, and I hope learning about him has just sort of gotten you a little bit excited for your first big adventure, if Tomb of Annihilation is that thing, or if you just have a really cruel DM that decides to throw Asirak at you. 
Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new videos like this every week. And if you guys have faced down a Sierra Rack before sometime in the past, I would love to hear about that encounter down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell.